happening didn't go on. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for health guru Beverly Nadler, her fabulous daughter, Dr. Denise, a.k.a. Ariana. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our loyal listeners, and our family worldwide. Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner with tips galore. All outstanding guests that we love to feature. You will find this show to be a terrific teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel. Awesome leaders that soar like an ego. Beverly Nadler with Hands to Your Health. Home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Fun impersonations and improvisations add to the show's transformation. Broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is open or else you can call. Your comments are welcome. We appreciate them all. Want to change your life? Change your approach. Hire Joyce Berry to be your life coach. And we really recommend that you have that happen. If you want to think outside the box, if you want to break open the box, if you want to be in places you've never been before. So today, without further ado, I just want to acknowledge that the show is all about how proud we are to be Jewish. And the Jewish holidays... Uh, are uh, uh, we are in the midst of that, and so with us is the health guru Beverly Nadler. Myself will talk about the extraordinary accomplishments of the Jewish people and why they and why we are so proud. As I said, listen and learn about the Jewish masters, celebrities, and well-known comedians who have given so much to the world and have, without doubt, made the world a better place, much better. Folks, I promise you will find this show most enjoyable and fascinating, and you don't have to be Jewish. Beverly Nadler, I'm proud to be your friend. I'm proud to be Jewish. I'm proud of the show. So many things to be proud of. What are you most proud of? Well, I'm proud to be on your show, and I'm proud of my family. And, yes, I definitely am proud to be Jewish in spite of all of the um, problems and challenges that Jewish people have had. They continue to survive and thrive and contribute. They have a particular mindset that says it's important to do something worthwhile, and uh, many, many of them, especially those who can afford it, are very philanthropic. Um, And then even those who can't afford it, they give little donations here and there. They even have them in some of these uh, restaurants that have some of the Jewish food. And they put this little thing down, and people put times and quarters and things, people who don't have a lot of money. So, yeah, but wanting this to be a better place, uh, that's something all, I'm going to say, I use the word they use, good good people want, and uh, I'm so proud that we have contributed to that, and so this show contributes to that. 
with all of the information and motivation and inspiration uh, that this show brings to people every day, five days a week. It is amazing, and uh, again, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much for that. Yes, we are live five days a week and seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You can find us in our archives at JoyceBarryAndFriends.com. All our shows are there without exceptions. You can arrow down, see what resonates with you every day, a different guest, different topic. Just click on it. It will take you there. And I always tell people, the busiest people I know, you can multitask since you're just going to play it on a computer. You can just go about your business, whatever that business is. So, Beverly, why don't you lead off wherever you'd like to? I'm going to read off with what I consider a very cute little joke. They call it schmaltz, although I don't know why they call it that. But anyhow, it says, roses are red, violets are bluish. If it wasn't for Christmas, we'd all be Jewish. (laughs) Very cute. I thought it was adorable. And another thing that I found very interesting, I truthfully, I had never really, quotes, believed in angels. I just thought they were a figment of imagination of Christians. I had no idea that it actually comes back, um, it comes from, from Judaism. Uh, Catholics would celebrate the day, it's called Guardian Angels Day, by setting up altars to honor their guardian angels. Devotion to angels is a tradition that Christianity inherited from Judaism. I had no idea. That's the first time I ever heard that. Well, me too. That's why I found it, and I said I'm going to uh, announce that. I didn't know that you didn't know it, but I certainly knew that I didn't know it. (laughs) Right, absolutely. I love angels, always did. They're all over my house, real ones, imaginary ones, (laughs) decorative (laughs) ones. But I do believe in being surrounded by angels. Well, I knew that angels was a big thing for you. You know, oh, in fact, we did a show on angels. I even saw a poem that I wrote on angels. Maybe we'll do that again. <laughs> but it was um, it was an interesting piece. Another interesting piece uh, of information before we get into the the humor and the contributions is that every year, um, well, every month there is something called a new moon, a time for new beginnings. But on Rosh Hashanah which is always on the new moon, and that's why it's never on the exact same day, but always a new moon. Um, New moon is is very special, and um, it's a time to set forth your intentions. It's it's a time to recognize, kind of wipe the slate clean. Um, I can now move forward. And when it's on Rosh Hashanah, it's particularly powerful because the vibrations of the... Um, the moon, the stars, the sun, uh, all of the planets, they're in a particular configuration, which gives it a tremendous amount of power. And the more we literally believe in it, because uh, our minds are connected to the universal mind, uh, we have even more energy from that. So I'd say it's a wonderful time for your prayers and your meditations and a serious reflection on just what life is about. And, of course, at this time, the new moon, uh, there is something that the, the Jewish people do. It's blowing the shofar, which is an instrument made of a ram's horn. And the shofar blasts a hundred times on the two days of Rosh Hashanah. And it's said that these blasts are supposed to blast through negativity and clear the way for far more positive energy in the human experience. So it's um, it's a very special time, and all of us, and you don't have to be Jewish, uh, can look at it that way, that this particular new moon, this time of the year, is a very special time for everyone. I never connected the new moon, the old moon, any moon to the holidays, so that is information. We're into the show a few minutes, and I already learned something, Beverly Nadler, so thank you for that. You're quite welcome. Okay, so 
There's just so much to be said of all the Jewish accomplishments and everything else. Let me start with a few here. Uh, Jews are the oldest of any people on earth still around with their national identity and cultural heritage intact. A Jew, Dr. Jonas Salk, is the creator of the first polio vaccine. A Jew, Dr. Albert Sabin, developed the first oral polio vaccine. Dr. Paul, magic bullet Ehrlich, a Jew, physician, Nobel Prize winner in 1908 for curing syphilis. Did you know that Emma Lazarus, the famous poem, Give Me Your Tired, Your Poor, Your Huddled Masses, appears as the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. Jewish Harry Houdini, a real name Weiss, is the father of magic and illusion. Dr. Sigmund Freud, a Jew, is the father of psychiatry. Einstein considered the most brilliant person of the 20th century as a physicist and deeply spiritual person. Isidore and Nathan Strauss, uh, of the well-known Abraham and Strauss eventually became sole owners of Macy's, the world's largest department store in 1896. In 1918, Detroit, a Jew, Max Goldberg, opened the first commercial parking lot. So let me just start with those uh, as an example of the contributions of Jewish people. Well, there's uh, that's, that's certainly... Uh, very impressive, and I think uh, something that most people don't know, though they might, you know, probably probably know that Einstein was Jewish. <laughs> I have a few more. Um, in uh, 1910, a Jew is named Louis Blaustein, and his son opened the first gas station, eventually founding Amico Oil, one of the richest oil families in the world. In Israel, which is the hundredth smallest country with less than one one-thousandth of the world's population, is the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. Israel has the highest concentration of high-tech companies in the world, uh, apart from Silicon Valley. Uh, the U.S., it has more than 3,000 high-tech companies and startups, and most of the Windows NT and XP operating systems, which are one of the oldest systems, were developed by Microsoft in Israel. So it has more startup cap per capita than anywhere in the world. Uh, the Pentium MMX chip technology was designed in Israel at Intel, and both the Pentium 4 microprocessor and the Centurion processor were entirely designed, developed, and produced in Israel. Voicemail technology was developed in Israel. So uh, there's um, quite a few, quite a few things that we can contribute to this tiny little country and to these um, people who are one very, very, very small uh, percentage of the population. Both Microsoft and Cisco, to continue, built their only research and development facilities outside the U.S. in Israel. The technology for the AOL Instant Messenger, that's America Online Instant Messenger, was developed in 1996 by four young Israelis. I had no idea about things like that. Israel has the highest percentage in the world of home computers per capita. According to industry officials, Israel designed the airline industry's most impenetrable flight security. U.S. officials now look finally to Israel for advice on how to handle airborne security threats. Israel has the highest ratio of university degrees to the population of the world. Israel produces more scientific papers per capita than any other nation by a large margin, 109 per 10,000 people, as well as one of the highest per capita rates of patents filed. In proportion to its population, Israel has the largest number of startup companies in the world in absolute terms. Israel has the largest number of startup companies 
than any other country in the world except the U.S., 3,500 companies, mostly in high tech. Back to you. <laughs> oh, there's many more, but I'm thinking that maybe we'll tell a few jokes and we can get back to this. A few of the, or, or talk about the comedians, because there's so many of the comedians are Jewish. And uh, there was some place which is no longer seems to exist, but it was the Catskill Mountains. And it's called the Catskill Comedians. And uh, they were absolutely amazing in the fact that they just had wonderful comedy, and uh, none of it had to be what I call dirty. They just were funny. So um, I have a few one-liners here. Um, there was a beautiful young woman knocking on my hotel door all night. <laughs> That's one of the – I'm not on mine. This is one of the comedians. And I finally had to let her out. <laughs> A car hit an elderly Jewish man, and the paramedic says, are you comfortable? The man says, eh, I make a good living. (laughs) I just got back from a pleasure trip. I took my mother-in-law to the airport. (laughs) Um, Another another funny one-liner, I've been in love with the same woman for 49 years. If my wife finds out about it, she'll kill me. (laughs) Someone stole all my credit cards but I won't be reporting it because the thief spends less than my wife did. And, and another, we always hold hands. If I let go, she shops. That is very cute indeed. I'm thinking of, um, they called it the Borscht, B-O-R-S-C-H-T belt, and I went there many, many years. And the comedians, my goodness, who uh, played there, people like Jerry Lewis, um, Beverly, did you ever go there to hear any of the comedians? Were you ever there? Was I ever there? I used to sing there. No, no, I mean to, when I heard some of the I used to sing, sing at the, in, in the Catskill Mountains, so yes. Um, I would sometimes lead in to a comedian. I was not a big star, otherwise you would have all heard of me, but nevertheless, that's something I did. Not only that, every year... Uh, chiropractors had their conventions in one of the, the Concord or Gross Singers or yeah. some other one of the large. So, yeah, and and loved it and, and really missed when uh, the Borscht Belt just kind of like, I don't know what it is now, but it disappeared. And it was also the training ground like for Red Buttons and, and a lot of these, Shecky Green, a lot of these people, they all started uh, testing, not in the comedy clubs that we know today, but in the mountain, the Catskill Mountains. Yeah, they were the um, the masters that will live on forever. The mark that they made for themselves were extraordinary. One of my favorite things to do out there was to play <laughs> Simon Says, and I was quite good at it. I usually won. Uh, to this day, I think about that uh the game, Simon says this, Simon says that, and they tricked you, and they were really good uh, at, at all of that, and I enjoyed it so much. I do miss some of that. Uh, the, the Like I say, the jokes live on, uh, and when I think of those comics, uh, it's, they, it still makes me laugh. It, as I said, it was known as the Borscht Belt, and um, I... When I, I think of it, I just bring so much pleasure, and I do miss it. Shecky Green, Red Buttons, Toadie Fields, Joey Adams, they were all, most of them got their start there, actually. That's so, true. And to this day, we know who they are. That's very, very true, yes. Um, uh, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about, uh, the Borscht Belt, I'm wondering a lot of people who are not Jewish may not know what Borscht is. And um, it's, it's, when I say connected to the Jewish people, in other words, we think of it as a Jewish dish. It's actually, it's beets. <laughs> it's a soup made out of beets, and usually we eat it with sour cream, and I haven't had it for years. But I do remember eating it when my grandmother was alive. She used to make it a lot. Yes, I just want to name some more comedians that are Jewish. Shecky Green, I think I said Red Buttons. Joey Bishop, Milton Berle, 
Danny Kay, Henry Henny Youngman, Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Groucho Marx, Jackie Mason, Woody Allen, Joan Rivers, Lenny Bruce, George Burns, Jerry Lewis, uh, uh, to this day one of my favorite comedians of all time, Carl Reiner, Shelley Berman, Gene Wilder, George Jessel, Alan King, Mel Brooks, Phil Silver, Rodney Dangerfoil, another favorite, and I do miss these people, Don Rickles, uh, another famous. Uh, I love the jokes that you shared with us as well. They're really uh, cute. Did you say the one, I've been in love with the same woman for 49 years of my life, ever finds out she'll kill me? Yes. And what what are three words a woman? Yes, that was one, and it is worth repeating because I think it's one of the cutest ones. They not only said good one-liners, they had a way of saying it that you just couldn't help but laugh, even if it was a simple thing. It was just the, they they had a, a tremendous talent. I don't know that. Well, of course, we we didn't mention Jerry Seinfeld. He's around today, and he is an ex, I think an extraordinarily funny comedian. Yes, and I, Seinfeld for sure, and he's a current one. I don't know was he there in the day. I, I don't think he ever was in the Catskills. I I don't think so. Um, I don't I don't remember him from from that. I know him from the show, you know Seinfeld. Yes, I of course. Watch to this day. I it's still on, which is amazing because it's a show. I mean, on major channels, not just on some of small channels that you have to search for, which does have some of the great comic comic shows. Uh, but these is Seinfeld still on major channels. An interesting thing that um, that he said is that if this his show was shown today, it would never have found an audience because the way they're doing um, any shows on TV now is they give you a very small amount of time to find your audience because there are so many shows. I mean, it's impossible how many shows there are. So I'm just grateful that Seinfeld came out when it did in the 90s and it's still with us because I'll tell you, after a day of whatever goes on, because there's always stuff going on in your life every single day, that's the human experience. At the end of the day, I want to have some humor, and uh, I'll, I'll watch an old Seinfeld show, and I don't I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Just a couple more. I don't know if you mentioned it or not, because these are my favorites. The three words a woman never wants to hear when she's making love. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember the other ones you said, but I was just reflecting on those. My wife and I went to a hotel where we got a waterbed. My wife called it the Dead Sea. She was at the beauty shop for two hours. That was only for the estimate. She got a mud pack and looked great for two days, and the mud fell off. The doctor gave a man six months to live. The man couldn't pay his bills, so the doctor gave him another six months. Uh, the doctor called Mrs. Cohn saying, Mrs. Cohn, your check came back. Mrs. Cohn answered, so did my arthritis. Doctor, you live to be 60. Patient, I am 60. Doctor, what did I tell you? And then patient, I, I have a ringing in my ears. Doctor, don't answer. So I just. I just love those. Why do Jewish divorces cost so much? They're worth it. A drunk was in front of a judge. The judge says, you've been brought here for drinking. The drunk says, okay, let's get started. So, so yeah, the jokes are really amazing. The Harvard School of Medicine did a study on why Jewish women like Chinese food so much. The study revealed that this is due to the fact that wonton spelled backwards. It's not now. <laughs> so that's another classic for sure. So uh, we, here's one that uh, reminds me of one that you said at the very, very beginning. Similar, not quite the same. Weinberg came home unexpectedly and found Mrs. Weinberg in bed with another man. What the hell are you doing? Shouted the irate husband. See, said the wife to the man in bed with her. Didn't I tell you he was stupid? <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. And some of these are classics, some I had never heard. So thanks for adding to my repertoire. 
So, folks, hope you're enjoying the jokes as much as we are in delivering them. Hope you're enjoying the show and getting a lot out of it and having a new appreciation for the Jewish faith. Uh, Another thing we want you to really have an appreciation for is this show. It's good for your health. It's good for your soul, your mind and body and spirit. And here in the words of our health guru and guest today, Beverly Nadler, is why you should be listening to this show every day. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one internet radio show. And folks, we ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to JoyceBarryandFriends.com and right on the homepage on the upper left is my picture. Right under my picture, it says follow. And simply by clicking on follow, you can join the thousands of our followers and find out about our shows every day via an email from Blog Talk Radio. So do become a follower. Do join in um, contributing to the world via these messages from this show. And by the way, you can friend me on Facebook and Twitter as well, Joyce Barry, where these shows are also posted on a daily basis. So do become a follower, do become a loyal listener, and we are very much appreciate you and glad that you're here to partner with us in making the world a better place, one person and one positive action at a time. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, my poem was written because I truly feel this way about the show. I wrote it some years ago, and uh, every year I realize how important this show is to helping to make this a better place. Not only if people listen, which is a great idea, but if they actually follow some of the things that we suggest, because it's all about being happier and healthier. And um, when we are happier, we are healthier. It's just a fact of life that uh, the energy just flows through us better. Laughter makes us happier, and laughter is a wonderful thing to do. That's why uh, a lot of the um, comedians live very long lives and the ones that are still around like Mel Brooks uh, they're you know they're still going strong and they're what we would consider old but they have uh, this laughter there's something that it does in the body actually it has a um, medicinal healing when you're laughing you are literally moving your thymus gland which is right under whatever it is that uh, moves when you laugh and your thymus gland is your main gland for your immune system so it's an amazing way that uh, the creator created us and there's things in the bible in reference to the importance of laughter and there's even books written on it uh, god loves laughter god loves to play things like that and i really truly believe that 
that that's one of the things. It's not just taking physical, quotes, medicine, but it is also a way that we live our lives. And today, well, we're hoping to bring a little more laughter and enjoyment into your life. Yes, and I say make someone happy today, and we strive to do that each and every day. So if we're making you happy listening to the show, if it's producing a smile, some laughs, please share it. Uh, if you go into JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, you can click on the show. You can send out the links. You can download it and listen to the show 24-7. And, folks, I am happy uh, when knowing that I'm making people happy So I wrote this to make my point. I'm happy, happy, happy. And just why is this so? The people I call friends are a pleasure to know. I love my world of contacts. They are all very cool, always upbeat and positive, very wise, no one a fool. My live radio show and the message it sends is live your best life. Here, Joyce Barry and friends, we advise you, we support you to be very healthy. We teach you, we want you to be very wealthy. Join us in a home business. We will give you a choice. Be your own boss, make money and rejoice. All that we recommend has been put to the test. Each and every one is simply the best. Live your very best life as well you should. Listen to Success Coach Joyce. Be happy, be healthy, and feel so good. Absolutely. Be happy, be healthy, and feel good. And just by listening today, we can get that started right here, right now. Some other things of tremendous interest is that Mark Chagall, a born Seagull, S-E-G-A-L, in Russia, is one of the great 20th century painters that's Jewish. Uh, English Jewish finances such as Goldsmith, Nathan Rothschild, David Solomon, Moses Montefiore, their fortunes helped England become an empire. In Detroit, uh, Max Goldberg opened the first commercial parking lot. In 1910, a Jew, Louis Blaustein, and his son opened the first gas station, eventually founding Amico Oil, one of the richest oil families in the world. Uh, we we talked to you about Houdini, Sigmund Freud. They were all Jewish. Uh, what I get a kick out of the most famous Christmas song is White Christmas, <laughs> written by a Jew, Irving Berlin. White Christmas is perhaps the most famous Christmas song. Uh, and Armin Hammer, a Jew, is a physician and businessman who originated the largest trade between U.S. and Russia. And Sherry Lansing, a Jew of Paramount Pictures, became the first woman president of a major Hollywood studio. Flo Zigfield of the Zigfield Follies is the creator of American Burlesque. And lo and behold, Elvis Presley's maternal grandmother was Jewish, Mansell. So that's some more um, Jewish trivia for you. Ah, how interesting. I certainly didn't know that about uh, uh, Elvis Presley. If his maternal grandmother is Jewish, that's amazing. Well, I want to talk about uh, the Jewish contributions to music, which you brought up. Um, there's, a, there's a lot. But first, I want to tell this delightful story. At the beginning of the last century, in the emotional hotbed of New Orleans, a child slave of the ghetto was born of a prostitute mother and a missing father. He somehow stumbled into the attention of a financially poor but loving Russian-Jewish immigrant family, the Karnofskys. This little fellow, with an appreciative, magnetic personality, attached himself to the father and helped him with his horse and wagon hauling business. 
The Karnaskis loved the child, took him in for dinners, including Shabbat, and provided more than bed and shelter. They provided him with the love he needed and the first musical instrument that led this confused, hungry youngster onto worldwide fame as a jazz performer, music innovator, and worldwide ambassador for humanity, Louis Armstrong. He proudly spoke fluent Yiddish from his childhood through his whole life, and he always wore a Star of David around his neck. Wow. Uh, While we're on the wow factor, Winston Churchill said some people like the Jews and some do not. But no thoughtful man can deny the fact that they are, beyond any question, the most formidable and most remarkable race which has appeared in the world. John Kennedy said, Israel was not created in order to disappear. Israel will endure and flourish. It is the child of hope and the home of the brave. It can neither be broken by adversity nor demoralized by success. It carries the shield of democracy and it honors the sword of freedom. And David Ben-Gurion in Israel, in order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. (laughs) I love that and I live by that. I love that. You know, the Jewish world population is 0.22 Seven percent. I mean, that's like unbelievably small, and yet the Jewish religion is considered to be one of the leading religions of the world, obviously not by numbers, but as I shared at the very beginning, if not for Christmas, we'd all be Jewish. So um, I'm, I'd love to go on with uh, something that you started uh, with uh, the music, uh, that so much of it has come. Not only a white Christmas from Irving Berlin, uh, a lot of these people, I had no idea uh, that they were Jewish. All of them were Jewish, except one who I will mention. Um, all of these songs, apparently they either changed their names because years ago it was uh, not considered the best to be known as a Jew, but um, apparently they were. Silver Bells by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans. The Christmas Song, also known as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Mel Torme. Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Sammy Kahn and Jewel Stein. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Johnny Marks. And I'll Be Home for Christmas. Walter Kent, Buck Ram, both Jews. And a non-Jew, Kim Gannon. That was... Um, all the, the, these songs and Over the Rainbow, which is considered the most popular song ever written, Harold Arlen and Yip Harburgs. And closely behind that is God Bless America, which, of course, is Irving Berlin. And uh, originally, well, and I shouldn't say originally, but at one time, that was going to be made the national anthem, but there were some people who did not feel that an immigrant Jew should have the um, prestige of right of our national anthem. But nevertheless, it is a song that is so frequently sung and closes and sometimes opens a lot of concerts and all over the world. Wow, I can assure you I did not know that. I, I, I knew about White Christmas because that's the most famous one. I didn't know about God Bless America and Over the Rainbow. Wow, folks, I'm learning so much. If you're learning half as much as I'm learning today, then we've accomplished our mission of making a difference. Folks, when are you going to do your part in making a difference? There's always something uh, you can do, some steps you can take, some person you can make happy, some cause you can support. What I don't want to hear is that you will get to that someday So for those of you who actually believe there's a someday, I wrote this for you. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. 
I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No someday on my calendar all along. I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me. It was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? And folks, getting back to famous people that you probably didn't know had the Jewish connection, Dwight Eisenhower's father was a Swedish Jew and was so identified in the West Point yearbook of 1915. Lillian Friedman married Cruz Rivera. They named their baby Geraldo Miguel Rivera. Funny, it doesn't sound Jewish, since according to Jewish law, anyone born to a Jewish mother is Jewish. Geraldo Rivera is Jewish, as were others, Florella LaGuardia, Winston Churchill, and Cary Grant. LaGuardia's mother's name was Jacobson. His father was not Jewish. LaGuardia spoke seven languages, including Hebrew and Yiddish, Fluently, Winston Churchill's mother's name was Jenny Jerome. Cary Grant's mother, Elsie, was Jewish. His father, Elias Leach, was not. Grant's original name was Archibald Alexander Leach. Robin Leach is his first cousin. Peter Sellers' mother, Margaret Marks, was Jewish. His father, Bill Sellers, was Protestant. Peter's real name is Richard Henry Sellers. Robert De Niro's mother is Jewish. His father is not. Shari Belafonte's mother is Jewish. Her father, Harry, has a Jewish grandfather. Harrison Ford's mother is Russian Jewish. His father is Irish Catholic. So it is said that you are what your mother is in that kind of a mixed marriage. Oof, how fascinating. I didn't know most of that. Uh, Paul Newman considered himself Jewish. His father was Jewish. His mother was not. But in his mind, he considered himself a non-practicing Jew. Of course, my, we know Michael Douglas, well, was part Jewish, um, his father being Jewish. His son was bar mitzvahed. Kirk Douglas, of course, was Jewish. He never paid attention to his faith until he was much older, and then he got very, very interested in Judaism and in the Kabbalah and actually studied uh, Kabbalah. So the very interesting facts about these famous people um, I absolutely did not know about Cary Grant or um, Winston Churchill. Um, fascinating. Uh, I'm, I'm particularly in love with <laughs> the music that, uh, that has come from the Jews um, and uh, most, many of these um, uh, top uh, songwriters were the son of cantors, uh, Harold Allen, Irving Berlin, um, and then Al Jolson was Jewish, and he was the son of a cantor. Uh, Irving Berlin wrote about 100 
I'm sorry, 1,250 songs. That's quite a lot of songs in many Broadway shows. And he gets your gun, one of the most popular um, is one of his shows, but there were many, many others. Uh, his songs, Blue Skies uh, and Easter Parade and How Deep is the Ocean. And then in the Army, he wrote, Oh, How I Get to Get eat to get up in the morning and there's no business like show business which comes from the Broadway show and to get your gun now Cole Porter was unable to express his huge musical talent and he couldn't figure out why and he started studying the Gershwins and Irving Berlin and Richard Rogers were his contemporaries and what he said is okay I will write Jewish now what does that mean well, one of the particulars about Jewish music is that the use of a lot of minor keys and the particular peculiarities about the music, what they call bent notes, altered chords that link this music to both the Judaic tradition on the one hand and to African-American forms of musical expression on the other, like songs like Swanee, It Ain't Necessarily So, and a lot of um, George and Ira Gershwin. I mean, they're very, very famous show, and the song from their summertime um, is definitely, you can feel that, you know, you can feel that sense of it in it. But, of course, they wrote a lot of others until, unfortunately, George had a very untimely death. He was in his early 30s, and... And um, it was a very sad day. In fact, I read that they actually turned off all the lights on Broadway on his passing. But songs like Someone to Watch Over Me, Somebody Loves Me, uh, The Man I Love, American in Paris, Rhapsody in Blue, all of this is uh, with George and, and our Gershwin. And, of course, we know uh, Richard Rogers and Hart, Funny Valentine, Lady is a Tramp, Where or When, Bewitched. Jerome Kern wrote over 700 songs, including Smoke It's in Your Eyes. Um, his most famous contribution to American music, possibly Showboat with Oscar Hammerstein. Uh, now, Oscar Hammerstein's father was Jewish. Uh, his mother was not. So we could say by Jewish law he was not Jewish, but he certainly had a lot of the, the same Jewish types of feeling and, and in his songs and in his philanthropy and everything. And, of course, Rodgers and Hammerstein, the two of the most popular songwriters of the 20th century, it's Oklahoma, Carousel, South Pacific, The Sound of Music, Oh, so many beautiful things. And then we have uh, Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim and uh, The West Side Story. Uh, Benny Goodman, by the way, the King of Swing, was Jewish, as Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe, Brigadoon, Camelot, My Fair Lady, and also Gigi. And more current, Bert Backrack, who is still with us. And I'm not sure if Harold David, his lyricist, is with him, but certainly... Um, we know how popular his songs are. And then Candor and Ebb, Cabaret, Chicago, and the show Chicago is still playing. And then we've got um, performers, Neil Diamond, Neil Sedaka, Billy Joel, Bob Dylan, Simon and Garfunkel, Carol King, and uh, well, then there's Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler. Very, very, very strong population that went into this, went into the arts, and we could say, well, um, it's uh, just more talent, or we could say, since they couldn't get regular jobs, in the old days, Jews were forbidden from regular corporate jobs, they had to develop something else, and of course, one of the best, most wonderful things to develop for yourself and for all the people you contribute to is music and humor. Wow, Beverly, that was fascinating. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. So moving forward here, what of all those things you said, do you have a favorite? Um, do you have a favorite musician, a favorite comedian? For me, there's just so many I couldn't possibly choose one. I'm blown away by those contributions. No, I don't have a favorite, except that right now, I would guess it's Jerry Seinfeld, because I watch his show every night. But I love everybody in the cast, and also Jason Alexander, um, who played his sidekick, George, who actually is, represents 
the other co-writer of Seinfeld, which is Larry David. Larry David being Jewish. Uh, Larry King is also Jewish. But Larry David modeled George after himself. And uh, I, I just love uh, that show. And right now, Jerry has a show on, I think it's on Netflix, um, which is uh, Comedians in Cars Having Coffee. Uh, I think that's the name of it. I wouldn't swear yes, it. Yes, it is. And, and your uh, friend George is a delightful, enjoyable show with many, many comedians of every uh, race, um, authenticity, color, and they contribute wonderfully to humor, which, as we said, and we've often said, and we've done shows on it, humor, laughter keeps us healthy, keeps us young, and it's something every day that I would tell people. Um, if you want to, before you go to sleep, think of something, something good that happened during the day, no matter what kind of day it was, and something humorous. Your friend George, a.k.a. Jason Alexander, is keeping very busy now doing Kentucky Fried commercials. <laughs> so I always get a kick out of that when I see the commercials. He, They have him look just like uh, the, the father of Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken. They made him up to look just like that. He's doing all those commercials. No kidding. No, I, I have. I, Colonel oh, Sanders. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. The Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried. No, no, I'm saying, but I don't see any commercials because we either go right through them. Everything that we watch is is taped, so we either go right through all the commercials. So I know very little about them, but that's interesting. It's unfortunate when very very talented people, for whatever reason, do not land on another great show which I think um, Jason Alexander certainly would deserve. But the fact is they keep working and they earn an income, which is very, very important. And years ago, I remember, and it's not Jewish, I just share, she was the first person that actually did a TV commercial. And she was maligned and insulted and people oh, had every oh, negative yes. thing. I'm sorry, what you say? I didn't hear who you said it was. Cher. Oh, Cher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And where she was so insulted, like it was a horrible thing to do a commercial. And now, of course, we know that most of the commercials, you're going to see a celebrity doing the something. And it's big. Why is that? Because celebrities, people believe whether whatever they say, <laughs> we tend to believe it. This is a, a celebrity-driven society. I'm not saying that the commercials they do are all lying. What I'm simply saying is that things change so much, And but she was the forerunner of um, doing commercials on TV, and um, most of them now are done by somebody who's famous. Very good. Terrific information. I'm willing to bet you have a poem for us for today's show. I do have a poem for us. Um, it's not a. It's, it's basically it's about the new moon, uh, because at the beginning I spoke about the importance of this time. There's a lot connected with, I'm going to say the the Jewish world, so to speak. Uh, these holidays, the, these people, and um, this new moon that happens every year on uh, these, what they call this the 10 days of awe, by the way, uh, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Um, and that I'm not sure. They're awesome, and there's a lot that we can accomplish. So, yes, I wrote the poem um, in honor of the new moon of Rosh Hashanah, and I called it Now is the Time. So there are mistakes you've made that you want to forget, actions you've taken that you regret, People you hurt because you were unkind, things you didn't see because you were blind, times you fretted instead of being content, money you wasted and shouldn't have spent. Ah, the human experience is like being in a fire, fueled by our many compulsions and desires. And now you're concerned the piper must be paid, and you will be punished for the errors you made. Fear not, my friend. 
the universe is kind. You just have to know how to use your mind. Everything is energy, not limited by time and space. Use the power of your mind and go to each unwanted place. When you sincerely repent after giving honest reflection with your powerful mind, you can make your corrections. And when you release past flaws and judgments through thoughtful contemplation, you will begin a new train of causation. The new moon is the time to let go of the past, set positive new intentions, and free yourself at last. I only have three words for you. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Indeed, that was extraordinary. Uh, Folks, when are you going to do that thing that really makes you happy? When are you going to get outside your comfort zone and find a way to do things that are different? You know insanity, doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results. We want every show to really contribute to your life, and in so doing, knowing it's contagious, and you will have it contribute to others. So if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? And, folks, we do encourage you, and the reason we like doing shows like this is to encourage you to learn from people who are different than you, to respect the difference, to grow from the differences instead of judging them and making them wrong because they're not the same faith, uh, they're not the, they don't have the same uh, religious preferences, sexual preferences, whatever it is that you stand by and live by, they're different. Learn from the differences, appreciate the differences. I really encourage you to do that. Uh, in the serenity prayer, it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And I want to encourage you today to know the difference between right and wrong, to know the difference about making someone happy, going out of your way to make the world a better place, one person and one positive action at a time. Go out and make someone happy today. Ellen ends her show with be kind to one another. I say make someone happy, and we always want to make you happy. And in so doing, we want you invite you to sing along with us, dance along with along with us, and you can do that to the Joyce Barry Mash right here, right now, after we thank Beverly Nadler for yet another extraordinary show. Thank you for listening, and please let people know we want them to listen to.
I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again. As Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.